Hello, welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gate's daily podcast. This is Danielle Elinus, and I'm here to bring you an insight of the day. Today, I want to share sort of a commentary on the book of Philippians. It is one of my favorite books and um, just very, very uplifting. It's actually known as the joy letter that Paul wrote, which is ironic because he wrote it while he was imprisoned in Rome. And so um, he had entered the city with Timothy and Silas, and there weren't enough Jewish men to form a traditional prayer group in Philippi. So Paul and his companions worshiped outside the city beside a river. And here is where they met Lydia and other worshipers of Yeshua. And after Paul cast a demon out of a slave, the slave's owners dragged him and Silas before the magistrates and complained that these men were advocating customs unlawful for the Romans. And so they were beaten and jailed. And Paul writes this letter, this letter of joy, even though he is in circumstances that wouldn't appear to be joyful. So I've read this multiple times and meditated on it as well. And I have some things I've underlined throughout this letter that I'm going to read and just comment on today. So he starts out, I thank my God every time I think of you. Whenever I pray for all of you, I always pray with joy because you have shared in proclaiming the good news from the very first day until now. And I'm, I am sure of this, that the one who began a good work among you will keep it growing until it is completed on the day of Messiah Yeshua. So here Paul is just encouraging the people. He's in jail. It appears that maybe his work has been finished. It might appear to the, to the outsider that his work has been finished, that there's been a cap put over him, and yet he's encouraging um, these people that the one who began a good work among them will keep it growing until it's completed on the day of Messiah Yeshua. Now, what's interesting about this book, and we're going to talk about it toward the end a little bit more, but you'll notice that Paul is releasing joy. In this instance, he is releasing a prophetic word, believing that the one who began the good work will be faithful to uh, perform it and complete it. And I believe that what Paul is doing is he's he's actually trading. He's making deposits in the people of Philippi and building credit for himself. He's you see, throughout this letter, you'll see that he consistently points back to intimacy with Yeshua, that it is our intimacy that is our sustenance. It's not in people. It's not in the the things that we measure here on the earth, what our circumstances are, but it is 
in intimacy with Yeshua. And when we turn toward him and we find our sustenance in him and him alone, we are actually building credit in the heavens. And so remember that. Remember this word that Paul deposits. The one who began a good work among you will keep it growing until it is completed on the day of Messiah, Yeshua. In another part of this letter, he says, For me, life is the Messiah and death is gain. But if by living on in the body I can do fruitful work, then I don't know which to choose. I am caught in a dilemma. My desire is to go off and be with the Messiah. That is better by far. But because of you, the greater need is to stay on in the body. Yes, I am convinced of this. So I know I will stay on with you in order to help you progress in the faith and have joy in it. Then through my being with you again, you will have even greater reason for boasting about the Messiah Yeshua. Only conduct your lives in a way worthy of the good news of the Messiah, so that whether I come and see you or I hear about you from a distance, you stand firm, united in spirit, fighting with one accord for the faith of the good news, not frightened by anything the opposition does. This will be for them an indication that they are headed for destruction and you for deliverance. In chapter two, he says, then complete my joy by having a common purpose and a common love by being one in heart and mind. Do nothing out of rivalry or vanity, but in humility, regard each other as better than yourselves. Look out for each other's interests and not just for your own. Let your attitude toward one another be governed by your being in union with the Messiah, Yeshua. And so he's constantly putting out there right now this union with Messiah and this union with one another. Here he is, he's been thrown in jail and he's he's speaking and releasing unity among them. He says, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God without defect in the midst of a twisted and perverted generation among whom you shine like stars in the sky. And so again, and I'm going to say it again, he's not grumbling in prison and, and talking about how unfair life is that here he was helping a slave and casting a demon out of a slave and releasing deliverance and he gets arrested and beaten he's not offended by he's not offended at god for his circumstances he's actually encouraging people to these people to do things without arguing and without complaining or or grumbling regardless of their circumstances and so he says rejoice in union with the lord this is chapter three it is no trouble for me to repeat what i have written you before and for you it will be a safeguard beware of the dogs those evildoers 
the mutilated, for it is we who are the circumcised, we who worship by the Spirit of God and make our boast in Messiah Yeshua. We do not put confidence in human qualifications, even though I certainly have grounds for putting confidence in such things. If anyone else thinks he has grounds for putting confidence in human qualifications, I have better grounds. And then he goes ahead and he lists all of the things where he's in right standing in the the perception of the religious. So he talks about how um, he was circumcised and that by birth he belongs to the people of Israel and he's from the tribe of Benjamin and he's a Hebrew speaker with Hebrew speaking parents and he says in regard to the Torah he's a Pharisee in regard to zeal a persecutor of the Messianic community in regard to the righteousness demanded by legalism he is blameless and yet he says None of those things he can boast in, and nor he nor will he boast in those things. But he'll only boast in his union uh, with with Yeshua, uh, the Messiah. And I just think it's amazing how he he's talking here about not putting your focus on what I would say often the church or the body of Christ puts their focus on, the the outward appearance or even the achievements that we have, like how many times have I read the Bible in a year, or do you go to church every week, or are you in ministry, or what have you given? All these things that we measure a person who walks in, in in relationship with the Lord. And yet he says, none of these things can measure up to having an intimate relationship with, Ye- with Yeshua. Um, it's, it's not about these things. It's about intimacy. And so I want to encourage you to be, just be careful about the way that you look at people and judge their hearts and their relationship with Yeshua, because maybe it doesn't uh, match the standard that you thought uh, was the standard. He says, but the things that used to be advantages for me, I have because of the Messiah come to consider a disadvantage. Not only that, but I consider everything a disadvantage in comparison with the supreme value of knowing the Messiah, Yeshua is my Lord. It was because of him that I gave up everything and regard it all as garbage in order to gain the Messiah and be found in union with him, not having any righteousness of my own based on legalism, but having that righteousness which comes through the Messiah's faithfulness and the righteousness from God based on trust. And so, He talks here about how his righteousness is not based on all of these laws he's followed and how, quote unquote, good he is, but it's actually based on his relationship with Yeshua. And so I just want to encourage you as well to, um, again, just be careful with the way that you look at people and um, maybe measure their 
their um, status, if you will, in the Lord. I hear a lot of people say or even ask, like, "Is are you a Christian or is he a Christian or things like that, which uh, really rub me the wrong way personally. I believe that um, our intimacy with Yeshua can't be measured by the outward appearance, although there will be fruit in our lives from walking in intimacy with Yeshua. It may not always look the way that others think it should look. And we have to be careful um, that we're not judging others based on their deeds or what or their accolades. Yes, he says, I gave it all up in order to know him. That is to know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings as I am being conformed to his death so that somehow I might arrive at being resurrected from the dead. It is not that I have already obtained it or already reached the goal. No, I keep pursuing it in the hope of taking hold of that for which the Messiah Yeshua took hold of me. Um. And then he continues a little bit later on, but we are citizens of heaven and it is from there that we expect to deliver the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. He will change the bodies we have in this humble state and make them like his glorious body using the power which enables him to bring everything under his control. And he says um, just how we are to rejoice in our union in the Lord always. And I just believe that his circumstances being so difficult at this time, encouraging the people of Philippi to rejoice and to be joyful is such an incredible example and exhortation to us that joy comes from union. It doesn't come from our circumstances. And then I want to encourage you today, if you are in difficult circumstances, if things are not going the way that you anticipated they would go, that your joy will be found in union with him, with Yahweh. And This last part that I want to read to you goes back to what I said in the beginning, which is that Paul was releasing these things, basically putting out trades into these people using uh, these exhortations to build up credit. So he says, I am not seeking the gift. Rather, I am looking for what will increase the credit balance of your account because he, he's telling them that he's so thankful for the congregations who have given and given him gifts to be able to do the work, but he's not looking for the gift. He says, I have been more than paid in full. I have been filled since I have received from Epaphrodites the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, one that pleases God well. Moreover, my God will fill every need of yours according to his glorious wealth in union with the Messiah, Yeshua. So there he goes again and says, in union. You know, when we 
release encouragement, when we determine to walk in unity, when we determine to do things without grumbling and complaining, when we are kind and respectful to those who've dishonored us and we um, we do these things, we're building up credit uh, for our own lives in the heavens. That's how heaven's economy works. It's crazy. You know, here on the earth, it's we're giving out of because we need to give because there's a debt to pay or we're paying a debt or uh, often you'll hear, you know, uh, there's a need and we we need you to pay to give us money so that we can take care of that need. And that's just not how Yahweh's economy works. Um, when we give above what we have, what's currently within our circumstances, whether it's money, whether it's joy, whether it's encouragement, um, whatever it is that we're giving, we could be giving time when we feel like we don't have it. We are actually sowing into um, the future because heaven's economy is not like the earth. Um, It's actually establishing credit and abundance for our future. And so I encourage you to rejoice in him, in union with him always, and find out what it is that you can sow, that you can trade into others into the circumstances around you that he has given you in order to build up credit. It's not the motivation of our heart that we do these things to get something, but it's just how heaven's economy works. It's amazing. I hope you have an awesome day today. Bless you.